Yahoo! Whoa, you just went up in the red. It's Monday. I spiked the microphone. Um, that's a rule at Grit Cycle is you are not allowed to spike the microphone. Uh, it's Monday. I'm Cassie. And I'm Matt. And we are talking grit. What episode? This is like five? I think this is five. Episode um, five. But We're like veterans almost. It's my favorite number. <laughs> um, if you're listening to us, I just held up my arm. I have a number five tattoo on my arm um, because it is my favorite number. So what is important about the fact that today is Monday is that today is the first day of the Grit Cycle seven-day challenge. Yeah. What is it, Matt? It's a seven-day challenge to get into the studio and ride each day of the week. So Monday through Sunday, you get a class, take a class. And hopefully start a trend, a routine, something that's a little bit different, maybe just a jump start. Doesn't necessarily have to be spin class every day that you need to do for the rest of your life, but maybe just a, a change in your mindset and show yourself you can do something. Um, but it just starts with seven days of making that that change. And it's it's a change of um, at the end of the seven days to see how you feel about what you've done for the last seven days what you've accomplished or how you feel physically mentally and I know in our office we're here at Grit Cycle headquarters which if you don't know by the way is in Costa Mesa we have four studios Costa Mesa Dana Point or Monarch Beach uh, Long it's kind of like the Google headquarters just a little bit smaller <laughs> Just like the Google headquarters. Um, where's my masseuse? Uh, <laughs> so we have Costa Mesa, Monarch Beach, Long Beach, and Anaheim Hills. But we're in our corporate headquarters, which is just like Google. Um, at least we think so. But in our office, because most of us already ride seven days a week, a lot of us have decided to do different things for seven days. So Katie Osumi is our instructor coordinator. She's here in the office, but refuses to be on the podcast or on camera. Yet. She doesn't want to be overexposed. <laughs> um, but she's doing something. She's doing no processed food for seven days. Now I've made it official. She cannot quit. <laughs> um, there, but everyone's doing a little something different. So Matt and I decided that we are going to do a podcast episode every day for the next seven days. And we are going to make them seven-ish tips or things that you can do every day for seven days. So today's first topic, that's our drum roll. <clears throat> seven things that you can do to make your indoor cycling class more effective. Harder. Harder. Burn more calories. Better. Have less stress. Have higher endorphins. Sleep better. More get efficient. More efficient. It's like really get the full maximum bang for your buck for coming in for 45 minutes. So I'm gonna start with the first one. Actually, or 30 minutes. Or 30 minutes if you're doing a quickie. Matt should do the first one because that was like one of his. his <laughs> I think first this is the tip. easiest one. Okay. The easiest one is to arrive on time and to stay until the end of class. As easy as that seems, it's not easy for some people. And obviously, using the full 45 minutes is your best option. If you get there a little bit, you can even start a little warm up earlier, get in when we open the doors 15 minutes early, have your bike set up, ready to go. 
start spinning a little bit, keep your legs moving, and then doing the stretch all the way till the end. So you get your full your full time that you're allowed in the saddle room. You're going to get the most out of it. Biggest bang for your buck. So that's like that is probably the easiest. Arrive and stay till the end. Okay, the second one is kind of an obvious one, um, and that's turn up the resistance. So if you've been in any indoor cycling class, you know there's that little knob on the bike that you turn. And as an instructor and as a participant, I know that it's really easy to get into this like little comfort zone where you find exactly your sweet spot on the bike. Maybe it's two turns, maybe it's three, four turns. It's, it's this place on the dial or however many turns where you can ride it's not it's safe you've got enough tension or gear on the wheel so that you're you're riding in control but it's not too hard that uh you're not going to be huffing and puffing by the end and i find that people get to that sweet spot and then they go up a quarter down a quarter up a quarter down a quarter they never really get out of that comfort zone and i think that when you realize that most songs are between three and four minutes long is there really anything that you can't do for three minutes no so turn it up because you can always you're in control of it so if you if you take it past that comfort zone and it's just too much dial it back or wait till the end of the song and then dial back but if you never get out of that comfort zone you stay stuck in that little sweet spot you're just going to get the same results over and over again. So I think something that I say a lot is you can always find, you can always take resistance off. Like if you don't turn it up through the song and then the song's over, you just miss that opportunity to actually challenge and push yourself. Like at any time you can take resistance off. If you put too much on and you ride for five seconds and you're like, Oh shit, that was way too much. <laughs> you can always take it off. It doesn't matter. I think that kind of moves us right into the next one, doesn't it? I think, well, why don't you go for it? So just because we say turn up the resistance doesn't mean you turn up the resistance and lose the music or just do your own thing, go at your own pace because you turn the resistance way up. That's not going to be the most efficient, proficient, best way to to burn more calories or to get more out of your 45 minutes because number three is to stay on the beat of the music the whole class. Not a couple songs. Not like Eric Beach when you stay on beat, when you move and not in between the songs, you just ride whenever. You just kind of got to go and stay with the music. So whether you're resting, you're pushing, you're standing, you're sitting, that's one of my favorite things to say. It's you're, you're on beat. So even if you, even if there's a time when you think you need a break and you have to sit down, it's better to sit down than to slow down. If you can use the music, you know, we uh, the instructors build classes in a certain way. Some days it's going to be heavier, some days it's going to be faster, different moves. But as long as you stay with the music, you could probably not do any of the moves and still get a lot if you're staying with the music and adding resistance to your wheel. And the best way to find the beat is to look up on the podium and the people that are riding up there typically it should be unless it's eric beach unless it's eric beach <laughs> riding to the beat of the music so follow the person in front of you follow the person that's up on the front um and the other thing to kind of add to that is when especially at grit cycle when the whole room is riding together as one the output of energy is greater so you're going to maximize what you get out of the class when you're all kind of working together so matt is also one that I probably taught me that <laughs> that statement. So the next one 
is kind of a no-brainer, but it's something that, again, you get into that comfort zone and you don't make a change because you're too lazy or you don't want to get up and off your bike and go pick up a heavier set of weights. So we have weights that are one pound, two pound, three pound, four, five. I think they jump from five to eight. Uh, I don't expect you to use eight pound weights, although there are some chicks who do. Actually, I think and there's dudes. more. I think there's more girls that use eight pound weights than there are guys. Mm. Are the black weights ten pounds? No, they're eight. eight. They're eights. So use a heavier set of weights. We do one song that is weights. You're not gonna die going up to the next level of weights for three and a half minutes. Sometimes it's only three minutes. So use a heavier set of weights. But when you do that. Pay attention to your form. Stay in your body. You don't want to sacrifice form for using the heavier weight. But there is a little saying that I like to say, which is sometimes it has to look ugly before it's pretty. So when you're using that heavier weight, maybe you do have to break in between and rest your arms for a minute, or not a minute, but a couple reps, and then you pick back up again. It's not going to be pretty. It's it's meant to be difficult and a little hard, but keep your spine straight, keep your abs pulled in, keep your chin up off your chest, and use the heavier set of weights. Okay, Matt. Number five. Number five. You can make your moves that we do bigger and stronger. I think that's just, I think as you get more comfortable, you're able to do that as you, it kind of works with being on beat and having the right resistance. But um, once you have those, you have an opportunity to make your moves bigger. It depends on the pace of the song and, you know, all those things together gives you the opportunity to get more. So I think you have to start with number two, number three, um, and then from there move on and start to make your movements a little bit bigger. I know it's always easier for me to make my push-ups a little bigger. I, I can't even say, can't say the word properly, but make my push-ups bigger when I'm riding. I think that's one move where I can get lazy, where I'm just kind of staying to the beat of the music, but I'm not really paying attention where if I think about my chest and my arms and really like bending my elbows out to the side and going dropping down low and then pushing big up, thinking about my chest muscles and again my triceps, I can make my push up a lot bigger. And um, we'll get to our seventh one down at the bottom, but it kind of goes uh, hand in hand with it uh, when you're listening to what the instructor says. but. Choose a move and then try to make it a little bit bigger next time. And you're, the more muscle that you're using, the more of your body that you're using, the more calorie expenditure, the bigger bang for your buck. So this next one is something that Matt and I actually went to a workshop by a local guy, Brian McKenzie. He's on Instagram. We'll tag him at Brian McKenzie. He, his name on Instagram used to be I Am Unscared. So if that sounds familiar to you, he's big in the athletic world, like true athletes, Olympic athletes, uh, CrossFit athletes, extreme athletes. And he teaches something called nasal breathing, which sounds crazy that we need to learn how to breathe. But I know that in an indoor cycling class, we've all been there. You're in a, a heavy hill and your mouth is open and you're <sighs> the, all the oxygen is coming out of your mouth. You're breathing heavily. You're not breathing in and out of your nose. And Brian teaches something called the art of breath where 
the amount of energy uh, there's a whole list of things that he talks about actually everything from preserving your vocal cords down to um the mitochondria in your lungs yes i did just mm-hmm. use the word mitochondria <laughs> um I, I just had to draw uh, emphasis to that big word um, anyway so he teaches a lot of things but the most basic thing that you can take away that we took away from it is as you're writing to keep your mouth closed and concentrate on breathing in and out of your nose and see how long you can actually do that even during the really hard heavy parts um, I mean you practice it in a lot of different things don't you yeah and it's hard it's something that I actually have to practice. It's something that doesn't come very natural to me. I'm not a very good person to hold my breath underwater. I'm not a very, you know, I just mouth breathe just as a habit. So mm-hmm. it's something that I have to remind myself, especially like in my yoga practice, um, something to do when you get into the ice bath and help you control your breathing and being able to stay in the cold temperature and not have it affect you or your breath. It's like once you start to figure it out, it's pretty crazy how much it starts to change. Yeah, I find that uh, even if I'm in a stressful or anxious situation, if I close my mouth, and we always hear people say, take a deep breath, but really close my mouth and take a big inhale through my nose and a big exhale out of my nose, it brings my heart rate down. And that's what you're controlling when you're on your bike and you're going really fast or really hard, really heavy and you're huffing and puffing out of your mouth, when you close your mouth and start to do it in and out through your nose, uh, you start to have a a much better aerobic capacity in your lungs. Uh, Your workouts can be more effective, quote unquote, harder. Uh, I just think it's more efficient. Uh, I have a heart, when we first went to the workshop, and I came back as an instructor, I'm up on the podium a lot of the time and it's you can't practice nasal breathing when you're teaching a class, A, because you have to smile. And it's really hard to smile when you have your mouth shut, nasal breathing. Uh, but also you're, you're talking a lot and you know, whatever. But I have the classes when I take, I try to at least for two to three songs practice nasal breathing. And I don't know, it's just really interesting. So if that sounds like something you'd want to try, uh, look in the show notes for Brian's information. Follow him on Instagram. He's a cool guy and uh, a lot of really good scientific information in layman's terms that anybody can get. And he has an app coming out soon. He does have an app, a breathing app. Whoever thought we would need a breathing app? Um, do you want to do the last one? I can do the last one. We just kind of came up with this one at the end here. Mm. And it probably good. Again, it comes with all the other ones. It's But it's actually paying attention and listening. There's a lot of people that come to grit to kind of check out from their day, um, check out from reality, which is good. But if you're really trying to get the most out of the class, listening to the cues, what the instructor suggests, tells you to do, barks at you to do, all those things, they're just little adjustments that can be made. Um, and if you really pay attention, that puts you paying attention to your whole workout for 45 minutes instead of you know letting your mind wander, um, doing all this thing. If you really give, your, give the instructor 100% of your attention, you're gonna get the most out of your class because you're gonna find yourself you know, correcting body cues, turning the resistance up, um, pushing a little bit harder, um, all those little things that start to add up if you can do it for the whole 45 minutes. It's good. It kind of wraps everything all the way up. 
I mean, you can't do a bigger move if you're not paying attention to what the instructor is saying and telling, cueing you what to do. Um, you know, when you move to the heavier weights and listening to the cues for the good posture. So it's kind of everything. And it still allows you to get out of your day-to-day head. So you don't have to be thinking about what happened at work. You're thinking about what Katie is saying while she's teaching. So um, it gives you the opportunity to still have that relaxation of the brain from the day-to-day stuff that's going on and stay in tune with what's happening in the saddle room. So there you have it. Those are the seven. So quick run through. Arrive on time and stay till the bitter end, all the way to the end. Turn up your resistance. Get out of your comfort zone, right? Stay on the beat for the entire class, even if you have to sit down. Sit down, but just stay on the beat. Use heavier weights with good form. Make your moves bigger on the bike. Use your whole body. Use your bike. Uh, Practice nasal breathing. Check out our friend Brian McKenzie for that. And then listen to the cues that the instructor is talking to you about. Uh, Follow what they're saying. Try not to daydream. Stay in the moment. Stay focused. So it's just more. It's so much more than showing up and riding a bike that goes nowhere. There's all of these things. If you employ them, you get the most bang for your buck, the most benefit. It's not just physical. It's mental. It's, it's everything. So that's that. Day one of seven down. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening.